Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, hello everyone. We have um, three speakers tonight. They're going to tell us about their state conventions. We thought it would be nice to spread the word to explain how different states do their state conventions and they can tell us about um, their programming, how they ask people to register, how they uh, plan exhibitors, et cetera, and what different unique things that they do in their states that other states may not do. So today we have Gabe Griffith from California, Ray Campbell from Illinois, and Janet Dickelman from Minnesota. Who would like to be first? Okay. I vote for Ray. Stepping up. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good evening, everyone. Um, this is Ray Campbell here, as artist said. Um, tonight, wearing my hat as president of the Illinois Council of the Blind. And um, as we sit here tonight, we are just a little over two months away from our state convention. Uh, for those of you who might have remembered in the past, we've had a fall convention. We moved it to a spring convention starting last year when we got back together in person. And um, we, um, you know, we, we, we were continuing that. Uh, we thought that worked out pretty good. Um, so um, we don't have our registration form up yet. Um, but um, I would invite you to um, watch uh, www.icbonline.org as well as the email lists and such. We'll make sure to announce when that form goes live. Uh, just finishing up a couple of things um, and getting, getting things ready to, to go for that. Um, uh, so our convention is going to be April 28th through 30th. It's going to be a hybrid convention. Uh, for those of you listening who might want to attend, it's going to be taking place at the uh, Crown Plaza Hotel in uh, Glen Ellen, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, a west suburb. And um, it is going to be uh, a uh, the room rates. Um, um, I don't remember what our room rate is off the top of my head, um, but uh, registration is going to... Um, uh, be uh, the, just to register for the convention. It's thirty dollars, um, and then we do have. Uh, we're just finalizing our pricing right now for luncheons, for lunch, and for the banquet, um, and follows our Friday night social and how that, how we might uh, handle some of those details. So, we're still in uh, kind of finalizing some of our plans. Um, but uh, I can tell you some of the programming that we have uh, lined up. We have um, on Friday morning, April 28th. Um, well, let me back up. We have a very important guest that will be joining us uh, in person. That will be President Dan Spoon, ACB president. He will be joining us this year to uh, share some of his wisdom and you know what, you know, whatever about ACB and some of his uh, thoughts about things. Um, it was interesting. Um, we had some discuss. There was quite a bit of discussion in Illinois about should we even have a state convention this year, considering that the national convention, of course, is coming to um, Schaumburg in 124 days, and uh, we are, of course, all looking forward for everyone to come to that. 
but we did feel like we did want to have uh, a state convention, at least some program. We're set up constitutionally and stuff that we don't have to have a convention every year. But we decided that we wanted to um, uh, to have one. So starting out Friday morning, um, 28th, uh, we're going to have a presentation from the Hadley School for the Blind. Um, they've made several changes there in the last few years, and we're going to get an update from them. We're going to then have uh, start off the, the uh, main sessions at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon, uh, talking about you know, doing some of our business. We have uh, we'll have updates from the Illinois Bureau of Blind Services as well as uh, the Illinois uh, State Talking Book and Braille Library. Uh, they'll be there. Um, we'll we'll be having um, uh, uh, that going on. We're also going to have a um, a exciting uh, presentation um, from uh, Humanware. Uh, they're going to be talking to us and demonstrating the new Victor Stream 3 that just came out. So uh, the uh, some wonderful um, opportunities to find out more about that uh, piece of technology. Um, and um, then on Friday evening, we are going to have some sort of social event. We're not we're just finalizing details on that, um, what that's going to look like uh, for Saturday. Um, one of the things we do at our conventions is that we give everybody a couple of hours. We have a, a pretty decent uh, size exhibit hall, and we give people a couple of hours to go and, and check that out. And so that'll happen in the late morning. Um, we're going to be having a couple of breakout sessions in the afternoon, one uh, with uh, Mary Kay Cosmetics, another with um, uh, ACB Community um, Crafter Extraordinaire, Kyla, Kayla Allen, is going to be um, presenting virtually on uh, you know, how to do you know, crafting as a person who's blind, and um, we're going to be uh, having that. Um, we're going to bring back a popular program that we haven't had for a few years, uh, low tech, uh, low tech hour, we're calling it. And this is an opportunity to, to come and, and, um, you know, experience, you know, just talk about, ask questions about low tech things. You know, there's a lot about high tech out there, but just some low tech, you know, ways to do different things. And you can, you can come ask your questions about something. If you have a, idea of something that's you know pretty low tech that you want to share can do that as well um and then uh saturday evening will be our banquet followed by our memorial service and then we will have uh business on sunday uh morning we'll have our business uh meeting and so we should be that should be a good uh convention um this year as i said we're going to be doing hybrid uh, convention. So we did that last year and it worked out pretty well. People seemed to, we had several people that, uh, while a lot of people did come in person because we, we did, were not able to do that the previous two years, why we had several people that joined us on Zoom and it uh, worked out pretty well. Um, we're, you know, expecting that to uh, go just as well again this year as well. So uh, that's kind of a nutshell of what uh, Illinois has got coming up at the end of April. So y'all come, whether you do it virtually or do it in person, we'll be, we'd love to have you and watch your communications around ACB and our website for registration information. Uh, as soon as we get a few things, um, you know, net lockdown, we'll uh, be getting that up and uh, available. So 
that's all I have. Look forward to the end of the program to answer any questions anybody might have. So thanks, Artis. Sure. <clears throat> you want me next or Gabe? Oh, you can go next. All right, I'll go next then. Now, I'm kind of a convention has been because we already had our convention the end of January. Now, only in Minnesota do we have a convention in the middle of winter because, of course, there's nothing else to do here. So we had our um, convention the end of January and we were so thankful for ACB Media who did an absolutely outstanding job of streaming our convention. Cicely Nipper was our contact for the convention, and she was with me from the day one and uh, really helped us throughout and got all the invitations sent out to our presenters and for all of our Zoom information, got everything set up with ACB Media. It was wonderful to have a one-stop person. Of course, we had great Zoom hosts, and uh, we're fortunate in Minnesota to have Bryn Lee, who was our AV person. We had a hotel that we were able to bring in all of our own AV equipment, so all we had to do was pay for wired internet, so that made things a lot easier. Um, we in Minnesota have our convention every other year as a state convention. We do not have our elections at our convention. We have them at our spring business meeting. Uh, so what we did for our convention is we also did it hybrid. We had virtual and in-person. We started out the weekend before the convention with our auction. So we had that the Sunday night before convention weekend, and that was really went very well because, as I said, we did that virtually and we had a lot of in-state and out-of-state participation, which really helped us with our fundraising. Then on Thursday evening of convention week, we had our virtual exhibit hall and we had 12 exhibitors that signed up, which is pretty good for a small state like Minnesota. We had um, eight in-person and uh, four virtual and on Thursday evening, we had all of our exhibitors come on and uh, we sent the Zoom link out to everyone who was registered for the convention. And all the exhibitors had a couple of moments to talk about what they had at their exhibit booth, whether they were in person or whether they were uh, virtual. So we gave them that information and then took a little time for questions if people wanted that. We also had our in-person exhibit hall, which I'll get to in a moment. So we started out the convention Friday later in the afternoon. We did not have an afternoon program. We had talked about doing something in the afternoon, but that did not come through for us. So we started out with a dinner and then we had entertainment. Many of you probably know Earl Harrison from hymns, and he is also a great singer, guitar player. So he entertained us that evening. Oh, and we started out, we had two major sponsors and Friday evening before we started our entertainment, we heard from Democracy Live. And then Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon after lunch, we heard from our other large sponsor, Vanda. And then we had, you know, some um, individual sponsors within our membership who paid for certain items. Um, we had a um, gentleman who was a member of our affiliate who had passed away and his family and friends put together a memorial and donated money to us. And we used that towards our banquet and a couple of other things were donated by our members. 
Saturday, we had a mix of in-person and virtual sessions. Everything, of course, was available to anyone who was registered. I should say in-person and virtual presenters, not sessions. Um, As Ray says, they're doing in Illinois. We had the Minnesota Talking Book. We had uh, Minnesota State Services for the Blind. We also had our paratransit um, speaking to us. And um, we had um, representatives from our Minnesota State Academy for the Blind and uh, Bureau of Blind Visually Impaired Education uh, talking about what was going on there. And then we had some national presenters also. We had a great presentation on advocacy for everyone um, that was done by uh, Denise Jess from Wisconsin, and she did a great job for us. We had Facing the Fear of Falling by uh, Larry Johnson from Texas. We had ACB Vice President Deb Cook-Lewis address our group. And then we had uh, Pam Shaw and Lynn Schneider from the Newly Farm Mental Health Resources Committee talking about um, You Are Not Alone, talking about social isolation. And uh, so those were all wonderful presentations. And it was great to have a mix of local and national. Then we did give people three hours in the afternoon to visit the exhibit hall. And our virtual exhibitors had the opportunity if they chose to, to set up a Zoom room, which a couple of them did. And some people went into the Zoom rooms and talked to our exhibitors. But I, I know there was, and I was, Wondering, we had um, about 40 people in attendance, which for Minnesota is about average virtual in-person attendance. And then we had quite a large virtual presence also, again, from Minnesota and from other states. And uh, then Friday evening, we had our banquet and we have what the committee decided to do is um, we wanted to have something light and fun for our banquet. So we found a Minnesota storyteller and comic who was absolutely outstanding and everyone really enjoyed his presentation. And then as Ray did in Illinois, we had our Sunday morning, we had our business meeting. And I felt that it was a very successful convention. Of course, having a great committee helping me out with the planning for the convention really made makes all the difference. And um, so that's the story from Minnesota. Okay, it's up to you, Gabe. All right. Gabe with the three-week convention. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We have a marathon convention. (laughs) Um, So I just could say California, we are actually our... uh, our main event, main event part of the convention is coming up here at the end of March, but um, actually at the end of this week, we are kicking off something that has worked well for us the last couple of years um, when we went completely virtual, um, because at the end of March, we're going to have a session that it's going to be a hybrid, but uh, what we're going to do is for about the next three weeks here or so, we're going to, <coughs> excuse me, here, um, we're going to do all of our committee and special interest um, meetings are going to be done over Zoom. Uh, And that's worked, like I said, that's worked well for us to do that kind of outside of that 
main convention time. Um, you know, all of our, uh, I think Guide Dogs is meeting. I think the library users are having a meeting. Uh, you know, our bylaws, our resolutions, our publications committee is doing a, a writer's workshop. So we're going to have a bunch of that stuff. Um, I don't think we're going to do what be quite as ambitious about it as we were last year. Um, I think last year we had something going every day for literally about a month and about seven of them, I think, on weekends. Um, so we're going to try and back off from that a little bit, have a little bit more, you know, a little more space between them. Um, I see Nikki on the call. So Nikki, you're, you're going to get a little bit of rest between all the, all the meetings you attend. Um, but, um, you know, that way what happens is when we get to our main convention, um, you know, the last couple of years meeting over Zoom, it would have been impossible to have all of those meetings during that, you know, three or four day weekend of, of a convention. Um, this year, since we're going to be actually meeting in person, um, we're still doing that because it, it allows us to have um, a little bit more slim down of a convention. Um, we're going to have about a two and a half day convention instead of a three or four and a half day uh, convention the way that was growing to pre-COVID. Um, and we're going to have a little bit more just space for people to just hang out. Um, so what we're doing is we're starting on Friday, March 31st and running through April 2nd. And that Friday afternoon, we're going to be having a um, voting kind of discussion, I guess, with uh, Democracy Live. And then that evening, we're going to have a, a um, kind of a dinner theater presentation. Um, those are going to be kind of in-person only events. But then uh, we're going to have a bunch of hybrid stuff. So our, our uh, general sessions on Friday night, Saturday afternoon, the banquet Saturday night, and business meeting Sunday are all going to be streamed over ACB Media as well as being available over Zoom for folks to participate. Um, just a couple of highlights that we have planned there is Friday evening we have uh, ACB First Vice President Deb Cook-Lewis is on to present. Um, some of our, I think we're having our legislative affairs uh, presentation that night. The president uh, will speak about something, whatever comes, whatever he can figure out between now and then. Um, and then we're going <laughs> to, yeah, as I think a month to decide that. So, uh, you know, he better get on. Um, and then uh, um, we're going to have elections and uh Elections are going to be done in an interesting format. We'll have people voting in the room in person and in, in our old traditional way, I think, of ripping off corners because, you know, we like to, everybody likes to rip paper up. And then, uh, but we're going to have every CCB member have the right to, to vote. And uh, so everyone's going to be presented with a, uh, with a, a phone number to call or text and be able to, to send in a vote and we'll have volunteers taking those. Um, and then, uh, and then Saturday morning we have a, we're putting together an outdoor um, exhibit of uh, traffic, uh, traffic safety you know, stuff. Some of the wayfinding things there. Um, they mentioned that we're Friday and Saturday. We're having an in-person uh, exhibit hall as well as we're going to have the ability for some uh, uh, virtual exhibitors. 
And then uh, Saturday afternoon, we're going to, we're actually Saturday during the, the middle of the day, we're having a couple of different lunches. Um, I think one is going to be our technology committee and they're going to put something together, have some kind of just a discussion around the room. And then our library users group is putting on a, a discussion. We have our state librarian from the state talking book library, as well as uh I guess down in Southern California, the Braille Institute, they have a, a librarian down there, new librarian down there um, within the last, I think, I guess maybe she's been around for a year or so, but anyway, she's going to, she's going to be up at our convention and present. Um, then we're going to have a few things at the afternoon general session. I think we have a couple of panels. Um, we're going to be hearing from Sharon Giovanasso, the new CEO at, uh, at my new employer at the Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco. And, uh, and then uh, actually we're going we're gonna to have a uh, fun presentation with, uh, with myself as the CCB president and Tim Elder as the NFBC um, president. Um, so we're going to have him and I are going to have a little bit of a discussion up there. So that should be fun. Um, and then Saturday evening, we have a banquet where we give away some awards and a few different things there. And then we're having actually an 80s party after the banquet. Um, and so that is not going to be a hybrid thing. That's going to be an in-person only event. Um, and then Sunday morning, we're going to finish up with our business meeting where we do our resolutions and bylaw amendments and, um, you know, minutes and treasurer's report and all of that fun stuff so um yeah, that's our our convention kind of i guess kind of you know, one thing i'll say is, and maybe janet and, and ray will you know agree with this but it's been kind of an interesting thing to uh to have put together all of the experiences of having had in-person event in-person conventions forever and spending the last three conventions now um putting together completely virtual conventions and now this year going okay now how do we blend the two and uh you know, take what we always did traditionally in person take what we've learned from doing virtual stuff the last couple of years and kind of blend that to have as uh, as seamless of an event as uh, as possible being being hybrid like this. Oh, thank you, Gabe. I'm going to ask the first question. Uh, Ray, you didn't mention how you were doing exhibits. I thought I did, but um, I can certainly do that again. So, so what we do in Illinois is that we um, we invite. Um, our exhibitors to come to come. We usually have between about 15 and 25 of them. And um, we don't, um, we, um, we have, um, we, we try to get a lot of local exhibitors. So, you know, some of the, you know, not just the national companies and, you know, like the human wares and people like that, but we also try and have other, um, you know, more local folks come in, like, you know, representatives, say, of Pampered Chef and Tupperware and different uh, groups like that to come in. 
And our exhibit hall is open from 10 to noon on Saturday, and there is nothing else going on during that time. We have no other convention activities happening during that time. So similar to what Minnesota did as far as their approach, we um, give people a couple of hours to uh, go through the exhibits and spend as much time in there. One of the things we're mulling over, and we haven't decided yet if we're going to um, do this or not, is that uh, we're we're looking into the possibility of giving each person a um, like a card with um, different booth numbers on it or whatever, and as they visit each booth, they would have to that would be marked off on their card, and if they get all the exhibitors and they put their cards would go into a box and we would raffle something off. We haven't decided huh. if sure if we're going to do that or not. Just to encourage people to go to the exhibits and see what each you know group has to offer. Um, kind of a neat idea. So uh, yeah, we're uh, we're looking at that, uh, and um, but no, we give people a couple of hours on Saturday to go to the exhibits. One of the things we found, um, because we have a fairly small attendance, and one of the things that we found over the years has been that um, if we have exhibits open while programs are going on, nobody goes to exhibits, and exhibitors don't get real happy about yeah. that, and rightly so. Mm -hmm. Right. No, we do yeah, ours separately too. And I noticed I we we did three hours and I thought, oh, I wonder if it's a little too long. And I walked out of the exhibit hall for a few minutes and I came back in and I thought, well, okay, it's been about two hours and 20 minutes. You know, maybe I'll tell the exhibitors if, you know, they don't have anybody there. There were still lines at our exhibit until <laughs> almost six o'clock when we closed up. So people people really stayed, which I was very happy about. Yeah, we found that uh, two hours is done because we do it because when we, we also tell people that, you know, they have to, you know, make some time in there if you want to get something for lunch to do that. So what we what we find happens is people go from about 10 to 12 to exhibits and then go for uh, go get lunch. Um, but we're we're going to be offering it looks like we're going to be offering lunch as part of our uh, meal uh, offerings. So uh, that will, um, um, you know, maybe help with that but no generally we find two hours is plenty and you know the last when we did it for three hours the last hour people were kind of sitting there twiddling their thumbs not getting many visitors so that's just been that just different experiences okay <clears throat> we'll um uh let um the audience um can come in and if there's other state convention persons that are not signed up for the March um, seminar. If they want to talk a little bit about their um, spring conventions, this is people holding conventions between January and the national convention. If you want to speak up, you may. Otherwise, if people have questions for the three presenters, we'd welcome your questions. Artist, could I give a shameless plug for anybody doing a convention in relation to the national? Sure. Okay, just remember for because uh, we're doing resolutions a little, and, and Ray is on the uh, Ray, Ray is also part of the resolutions task force, so he'll back me up on this, I think. Um, but remember, resolutions are done uh, or due by April twentieth this year, and so for those uh, convention or uh, no, states that are having a convention after that deadline, uh, I don't know, like say uh, Illinois. Um, that uh, may pass a resolution that they want to national, uh, please reach out to the resolutions uh, chair prior to that April 20th deadline to try to make those kinds of uh, 
notifications. Thanks, Gabe. That's good. That's a good point. Um, you know, we certainly uh, want those resolutions. If you have them in your conventions, I know California is good at passing resolutions and sending them on to ACB, and other states are too. Yep. And uh, we, we like that. Uh, but, yeah. And I and I just want to make sure that you know, because yeah. like Ray, you you said your convention is April twenty eighth. I think you said yeah. So like you know, that's why I said you know Illinois would have their res their convention after the uh, technical deadline. So you know, if so if Illinois good. thought that they might have might pass a resolution or two that uh, that they're thinking that might be passed on to the ACB convention for consideration there, you know, just because it's after that deadline doesn't mean we're gonna totally disallow it. Um, because we know that you have your conventions after our deadline. So, uh, you know, we are, we, we are definitely willing to make those concessions if if we know about it. Mention that because that's, I'm sure that's a question that some people would have is what do we do in that? Uh But I just reach out to resolutions and say, Hey, we're having a convention. We may want to bring something forward. Um, Can we do that? And I I have it on pretty, I have it on pretty good authority that the resolutions sure will allow that. (laughs) There's, um, I know there's several conventions that are, um, I know three for sure that are in June. So uh, I think June's going to be cutting it really oh, close. Boy. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it's a good yeah. thing to mention that because that that's a good point, and we'll um, try to remember to mention that on next month too when the yeah, for um, for the June start. right. If you have those folks from June coming on next month, I would say. Those those we may need the uh, raw resolution before it gets passed by the state, right? Because right. if it if if your convention is uh, you know because we're wanting to have all those things done and wrapped up by you know June tenth or fifteenth or something because they're gonna you know remember this year they're gonna get recorded and they're gonna get distributed out for folks to listen and they're gonna be discussed during the pre convention time which Janet. Do you happen to know that? Is it around like June 24th or 5th or something? 23rd, I think, is the day yeah. we're starting resolutions. I knew you were going to ask me that, and I'm just looking <laughs> right now. Well, that, that's what I'm thinking, just like a, a general ballpark, right? So say, you know, so they've got to be ready. Uh, and, June and 21st, we're starting that first? Tuesday, June okay. 21st. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so if your convention is, say, you know, June 10th or something, we're going to hopefully be finishing up with those by then, but if you have a resolution that you think might be saying, uh, you know, we want to pass it on to the national, then, you know, we'd probably want to get that uh, just the raw topic and, and have it sent directly to the national so the national can deal with it. But yeah, I just want to make sure to bring that up with, uh, with these spring conventions. Cause uh, you know, with the way resolutions are done this year, it's not going to be the same as it has in the past where, you can just bring it to the national and, and have it dealt with right there during that week of the national convention. Well, thank you. appreciate that. Oh, thanks okay. for your uh, giving me time to, to put on a national hat there for a second. <laughs> that gives us time to get more hands up there. Okay, that, that's why I figured Holly. I'd stick that in at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, do we have any hands? Don't make me babble on more. <laughs> Holly, do we have any hands? Do we have Holly? Uh, (laughs) She maybe is having trouble unmuting. I'm not sure. Okay. Here, can you hear me? Now we can, yes. Great, thank you. Yes, we have two (laughs) hands so far. Okay, thank you. Sharon, go ahead. You can talk. 
Sharon, if you think we're hearing you, we're not. Yes, Sharon, I'm lower. Uh, your hand is up. Uh, I unmuted you. Okay, why don't you go on to the next one and then yeah. well, are you, can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay. What happened was I got kicked out, and so you <laughs> you had unmuted me, but I had to come back in. Uh, anyway, this is Sharon Strakowski from Bay State Council, and we're going to be um, having a, a planning meeting tomorrow night for our convention in May. And we've had a little bit of discussion already. We know that we're going to do the auction um, maybe one weekend via virtual and most of the convention virtual and then um, an in-person lunch. But um, actually, question... uh, David is going to come on in March at uh, the March um, to talk about your uh, conference. Okay. Um, on one... March 26th is when we're having other uh, conventions come on. But I knew there were some people I didn't reach. So um, if there's anyone else with a convention that- But you had a question also, but I, I do. Yeah. I do have a question. Um, and actually it's of you, Janet. Um, uh -oh. Uh, we have, uh oh, yeah. We have <laughs> I shouldn't have been so nice uh, to you, Sharon. <laughs> I know. We have been considering trying to get our own audio visual equipment that we could take from whatever to whatever venue we would choose and just one i just wonder about the process of how you um decided what to get we uh, got some bids we just had vid we just had audio equipment we don't have any video equipment but okay. i'll be happy to send you the information on what we did end up getting oh and that'd it's, be wonderful it's, it's a pretty i mean it's not super huge the speak there's speakers and a mixer and then a few other things. I have oh. them stored in my closet in my home office at the moment, and it only <laughs> took me two and a half trips upstairs with them. So, okay, that's that's doable. All right, I'd appreciate that very much because um, we use some equipment and uh, for our fall convention that we had some difficulty with and ours, thought, ours worked out really well. And well, again, the only, the only thing you have to make sure is the hotel, if yes. the hotel is okay with that. Uh, make sure the like, hotel yeah. will let you bring like, in your own equipment. I know. It's safe I, well, we're not, not going to be at a hotel this time. Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. Then you don't have to worry about it. No problem. Um, yeah, but, but, I was know, like, like, here, here in California, we actually do have some of our own equipment and we're actually finding it easier this year just to rent this, stuff from the hotel and use most of their stuff. And then we're just bringing the computers to, uh, to run zoom and, and streaming and you know, tie into that stuff. And know, we probably could have done that computers. We probably could have done that also, but we needed equipment yeah. for the venue where we have our membership meetings every quarter. Mm, and yeah. we have that in the back room of a restaurant and we needed the equipment for that. So we actually tried it out for the first time right. at the hotel. Uh, I'm thinking that it would give us a little more control yep. of knowing what we have. I'll you know? send you the yeah. information, Sharon. Right. Thank yeah. you very much. Okay. Yeah, okay. ACB Jamaica, put together, it's your turn to ACB talk. put together quite a nice list on that stuff. Yes, this is Jamaica. And I'm, I'm asking my question about the, uh, this is to Ray, um, about your, um, about the, the, Exhibit hall would that include the people that signed up as as um, as virtual attendees, or 
would that not include if you were to do the cards, mm. the card thing? Yeah, we have not done or done virtual exhibitors. I mean, I guess we could. It's just something we've not really looked tried to do. Um, um, but that's definitely something we can certainly think about. The exhibit hall is pretty much for those who are there in person. Um, so, um, but, you know, that's a great point. And I know um, other states like Janet talking here tonight and others have done, and of course, ACB nationally, we've done virtual exhibits. And, um, you know, it would be, a, it's something we definitely should, uh, should definitely consider. So, but we're and not going to be doing it this year. What we did, Ray, in our convention program, we listed the contact information for each of our exhibitors. So anyone who was attending virtually got our convention program so they could, you know, reach out and contact the exhibitors on their own if they wanted to. And some of our exhibitors offered, you know, a special deal during sure. the convention so that people could avail themselves of that if they had registered virtually by just looking in our convention program and getting the contact information for the vendors. That's, that's, a, that's a really good idea. And that's something we could certainly do. Yeah. Uh, pull that together. You know, I just yeah. put name, website, email, and phone. Telephone. Yep, definitely. Um, Actually, that's what the RSVA Sagebrush Conference did. We were a hybrid, but the exhibits were only in person. But we did have in the program a list of all the exhibitors and sponsors. So people who were attending virtually could contact them, you know, outside of the convention. Yep. And, okay, and in California, and in California, I think what we're doing is is we're actually having a whole separate day, I think the weekend before that. You know, some of our exhibitors, because everybody that's going to be there in person has an option to do virtual um, mm -hmm. or virtual presentation. But then also, uh, you know, we have some that are just going to do virtual. Um, and then, of course, we'll have the just like what you guys said, you will have the list of, of the exhibitors along with their contact information. So anybody else that can't be there will be able to see who the exhibitors were and reach out to. Them. OK, we have no more hands at this time. Okay. <clears throat> Did we do that great of a job? Of that uh, I can't believe it. Either that or we put everybody to sleep. How do you decide uh, yeah. what programs to have at your convention? Um, do you have, um, um, I know California usually has a couple of calls where they ask people to call in and give mm -hmm. ideas or ask for ideas. How about the other two of you? Do you have a way you reach out to members to find out? what they'd be interested in seeing? We had a committee of five, six people on our convention committee, and we had a couple of planning meetings, and then we um, forwarded the information out to our membership, and then we had a couple of meetings that were open to anyone who wanted to join in. I mean, our first couple meetings, you know, nobody came because we were just kind of talking you know, amongst ourselves as a committee, but then we made sure to circulate information to our membership that we're having a meeting on such and such a date, and you're welcome to, you know, give any ideas, and I sent out our preliminary agenda to our membership for people to, you know, take a look at and share, uh, particularly shared it with our board from the beginning on and got feedback from the board as well as from our convention mm -hmm. committee. Yeah, we um, yeah, um, we do um, what we did this time this past year was we we did a survey um, 
it was a fairly informal survey, but we did survey um, our you know attendees and you know found out what do people like about the convention, what didn't they like, what were some suggestions that they had, and so based on that, we got um, uh, some you know, different program ideas. Um, we always have the you know the state rehabilitation and the library. The library is always really popular with our members. Yes, so we always do that. We always have the um, state uh, Bureau of Blind Services because we want to keep an eye on what they're doing. Especially this year, we have a we have a new director, so uh, a new bureau chief. So we want to find out, um, you know, what she's kind of what her vision is for the agency and and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, we um, we surveyed our membership. One of the things that we have found is that um, people like to have more interactive kinds of things they don't people don't want to be talked at and you know we were trying we're trying really hard not to do that so that you know we're giving people more uh interactive and ways to participate like the crafting and some of those kinds of things that um, will give people a chance to uh, participate a little bit more and feel like i mean our philosophy is that you know people are spending their money to attend and um we want to make it worth their worth their time worth their worth their dollars to um, to come and be a part of the convention, whether they do it virtually or uh, in person. And one okay. thing we tried to be very conscientious about when we had our question and answer sessions during, you know, any of our presenters when we opened it up for questions, that we did not just take questions from the in-person attendees because sometimes that's easy to do because people are sitting right there you know, yelling at me, I've got a question. So we made sure that we also checked with our Zoom host to see if we had any raised hands in Zoom. We did that last year too, and we will this year too, and yep. probably try to alternate. Uh, mm -hmm. That's kind of what we did. I did it yeah. in person and a Zoom when, when yep. either Patty or I were doing it, we, you know, yep. kind of alternated. And, and and then what we, what we will probably do um, too is that, um, um, <clears throat> Similar to what we do a lot of times with the events that are in Clubhouse is that, um, and we don't want to forget them, by the way, is uh, is that, you know, we'll have the Zoom, you know, host gets somebody. If we end up having a lot of in-person questions, uh, we'll just have the Zoom host, you know, just, just you know, just holler when you've got somebody that uh, wants to ask a question and we'll take them. So, Joey, no do you have do anybody that. with hands up at Clubhouse that would like to talk? No, I do not have any raised hands at this time. I'll okay, we have here. one hand here, and that is Amanda. Would you like to go ahead and talk, Amanda? Um, yes. Um, my main question is that um, the like advertisements for conventions uh, have been going out to leadership. Is there any other emails that um, or list, I guess, that would say you know Georgia or California, you know, is having their convention this weekend? If you have someone subscribed to the ACB conversation list, that's a good mm. list to post that mm -hmm. information to. And yeah. then, yes, leadership. And then I posted it to all of our um, local lists that we have. And if you have, if have your president posted to the ACB presidents list. Yeah. I was going to say that yep. one too. And a lot of times, like if I post stuff to the president's list, like, when we sent out the announcement about the uh, resolutions, yeah, you know, I'll say, you know, please share this with your affiliates, right? Um, and hopefully that starts to, because I find that sometimes on our president's list for our state for the state in California that 
you know, not, not necessarily saying anything bad about people, but I'm just saying that sometimes I find that if I actually say, please share this with your chapter the first and, sentence and on members, the message. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right after I say hello, everybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I do it saying, before yeah. I say hello. <laughs> yeah. That helps. That helps a lot. Yes. But yes, yeah, I, no, like I'll I'll send something out to like our our you know membership list, just our CCB discussion list, and say, hey, here's what we got going. And then when I send that same thing to the president's list, I'll just insert a, a sentence like Janet said, please share this with your chapter and affiliates. Share um, widely. And, and I find share that, that saying yep. that you know starts to starts to get that trickle down, and then you know the three chapters that I'm on are on the various membership list. Then I also start seeing it show up there. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, a great idea to uh, yeah. share it on the list. Yeah. That's how we got a lot of national attendees. Yep. And I, nope. you know, I don't know about you guys last couple of years, but it's been really interesting to me to see how much national participation there is in a state convention um, when it's been available yeah, virtually like that. Well, and uh, it's funny you mention all this. Um, I'm, if I may give a shameless plug for the, uh, the DC leadership conference on Sunday, March 5th at two forty-five Eastern time, I'll be moderating a panel with three affiliate presidents who each did conventions in a different way. Uh, one did a virtual, one did hybrid, and one did in person. And we're going to be talking about why they each did what they did and you know what they're kind of thinking about for the future. But I definitely think this points out that um, you know, the, the way our affiliates, I think, work is changing. And um, yes. that part, a big part of that is our conventions and you know how those are going to be in the future. I, I, I think it's great. I think that mm-hmm. it's great that we've always been able for the last several years anyway, to have people s- listen to our conventions and now they can have an opportunity to actually participate. And that's, that's a real good thing. Okay. Jamaica. Right. I think, oh, go ahead. Jamaica's hand is up. Um, yes. I have one more quick question. Um, Gabriel, G- Gabe, you didn't say yeah. what, how much the conference is in Cal, how much the, the fee is for the for the registration for California. I, I tried to gloss over that so that nobody would notice. No. Um, <laughs> you're right. I did forget that. I I believe if I recall off the top of my head, it's thirty five dollars for registration. And um, for those folks who are going to be there in person, we have a, a deal going that uh, if you purchase three plated meals then you will get your registration for free. Okay. So, um, so yeah, thank, thanks for reminding me of that. I did. You're right. I did miss that. That's great. Thank you. And, That's you know, great. one thing we haven't talked about here, and I'm just thinking because we, during our convention, we had three new people as virtual attendee, as in-person attendees, and we got three new members out of it. Nice. And it's a great, great. way to, you know, get new members either virtual or in person mm-hmm. yeah. I, okay I have we have another hand the... scott okay, ahead, edwards yes. yeah all right thank you yes i'm scott in arizona and i was very 
uh, glad to attend these, this weekend's Maryland state convention virtually. Um, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit and I hope, I, I hope, um, more, um, state affiliates who, especially the ones that have virtual conventions or at least part of them, either virtual or hybrid encourage other encourage people from around the country and maybe even around the world to, to register f- for their conventions. Scott's right. It's really fun to go visit other states virtually at their conventions. <laughs> when you don't have to fly. <laughs> I've done, I've done several of them and I've, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's really, it is really great. Now I, I, I admit having been on the board for as long as I have, I, and, you know, having the privilege of attending a number of state conventions in person um, I, you know, I'll miss that because, but I think a lot of affiliates, yeah. especially those that don't have a large budget are going to want to, uh, consider inviting, you know, people to attend virtually. And that's the other thing. Yeah, so and if you still and have, it's state ones, you tend to have a better chance of winning a door prize, which I want. That's the real, that's the real mm-hmm. question of the whole thing. Right? <laughs> that's all about the door and the thing right? is, we don't make you be in the room when you do virtual. Oh, you yeah, that's right. true. Because I wasn't, I heard it on me. I happened mm-hmm. to be tuning into ACB media. I hadn't, I wasn't in the Zoom room at the time, so, but I was listening on ACB Media, and I heard my name called that way. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good, Scott. And, you know, the the one thing I've noticed, too, is that a lot of people like state convention auctions and actually go and yes. buy things. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and we like that. Last night, too. Yeah, cool. Well, one thing um, RSVA Sagebrush did this year, they were the first affiliate to actually do an in-person and virtual auction. And it was very successful. People in the room bid and people online bid. And um, it worked out, it worked out really great. Hey, um, good to know. It's it's 50 after the hour, if you need to know. No problem, no problem. Do we have any other hands, Holly? No, ma'am. Okay. I'd like to ask the other two of you, um, because we do a little bit of this in Illinois. Do any of you get uh, sponsors for your conventions? We do. Okay. I have, we have a letter that we, similar to national, where we have different levels of sponsorship mm-hmm. and we send it to different businesses and companies. And we don't get a lot of sponsorships, but we did have two larger sponsorships to sponsorships at the $500 level, which, you know, that was, that was wonderful. And that really was a huge help. And then we had a couple of people who were individual sponsors um, within our membership who, you know, did a hundred or $50. So, you know, every little bit helps. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. That's uh, yeah, we're doing, um, we do the sponsor letter to you know, companies and, um, organizations and we've actually had companies that have reached out to us wanting to be a part of our convention yep. and stuff and they'll say I say well how about a, a sponsorship and generally speaking they're willing yeah the first time last year for the first time we did individual sponsorships and I don't think we got a lot of take on that but um, hey like you said every little bit of help. Yep. do any of you have a line on your registration form where people can pay membership dues I know uh, RSVA Sagebrush does that. And we also have a line on there if they want to sign up for life member dues. And we also... That's interesting. And we also have the individual sponsors, of course. (laughs) You know, yeah. 
we don't, but that's an interesting thought. Yeah, we do. We we do have it for yearly dues. We don't have it for life member dues. But on uh, your registration, yeah, form, you that's have actually dues. A, that's actually yeah. a very interesting. Uh, I, know. I don't think we've ever done the yearly dues even before, but I kind of like the we idea. We have it on our website, the, but the not life, on the registration yeah. form. I think life member dues, at least in California, is something that we've done a poor job of advertising. Um, But uh, yeah, I kind of like the idea of of putting it on the registration form. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah, I know the longer I'm in the uh, the business of trying to coordinate conventions, the more ideas I... I learn, and it's by listening to other state conventions and the best ideas are the ones you steal. I know that uh, one of the one things we've adopted, kind of in Illinois, is uh, um, giving uh, first-time attendees an opportunity to, you know, say a few words at the beginning of like each mm. of our sessions, and that way. It, it, it's, it's something I learned. Um, you know, Washington State does a wonderful job of recognizing first timers. At least they, when I was attending their convention several years ago, and I thought, well, we could do a little something with that. And so we huh. we started to do that. And you know, we're not we're not putting people on the spot. People don't have to. We do encourage our attendees. You mean you don't you don't go out into the audience and drag them up there? And, <laughs> no. say, okay, you you have to speak for three we seconds. Go. <laughs> But the other thing we do that I think is really important is that we uh, encourage all of our members, you know, it's nice to go to convention and, um, you know, especially if you go in person and see all your friends that you haven't seen for a while, but yes. take the time to, you know, seek out these first timers and, you know, introduce yourself and, and you know, make yeah. them feel, make them feel welcome. Uh, we want them to come back. This year in California, I, I'm really curious to see how it's going to go because you know last time we were all in person was 2019 and so you've got a combination of you know there's still being some leeriness about traveling and, and being together but then you've also got a bunch of that i haven't seen my friends from the other end of the state in four years so um yeah, it's going right. to be pretty interesting uh, since we, we do hands, can, oh we have two hands up Okay, Good. go for it. Okay, um, 978-981, I think it's called. 982-978-982, please unmute your, please feel free to talk. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Right, uh, from uh, Haverhill, Mass, I want to, who, who do I call to be a sponsor? Um, for Massachusetts, of, of which convention? The national convention. Oh, the oh, national oh, convention. Okay, well, that would be Michael then, Smitherman. No, no, that's, a sponsor. That's a Janet he question. said, "When oh, when the okay. convention registration opens up, on the convention registration, there is a section that asks if you're interested in being an individual sponsor, and you can pick your sponsorship from several different amounts. If you are not planning on attending the convention, you could still be a sponsor. And after registration opens on May 18th, then you could call our office in the Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, and tell them you want to be an individual sponsor. 
You mean I can't call Janet Dickelman directly? You can call Janet Dickelman. <laughs> I can't. I can, that's one thing I can't do, but I can refer them if they call me. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were talking about a, a business sponsor. <laughs> The state convention. When's the state convention? Oh, the state convention, Massachusetts. Yes. In I'm. I'm not certain, but um. Uh, didn't they say May? Yes, like they said yeah, May. May I, yeah. uh, and should, if you if you live in Massachusetts, I'm sure they're going to be sending out information to any email lists about your state convention. But if yeah, David right, Kingsbury is the president, Kingsbury so you can contact president, him. You might yep. want to reach out to him. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're, You're welcome. welcome. But you can still be a sponsor for the national convention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amanda, go ahead. Um, well, I was just going to say that um, we did a fundraiser, um, and we put it towards... Uh, Oh shoot! I, I Amanda, talk. I I muted you by mistake, honey. Please unmute yourself. Amanda, come back. <laughs> okay, oh, I am so sorry. Okay. There. That's okay. This is Amanda. Um, we did a fundraiser and collected funds, and we put it towards um, a first timer scholarship for Georgia. Um, and so this we had a. Uh, convention back in November and we had a lady that came as a first timer and then of course she joined and um, she's been real active so um, that'd be, nice. be another Great. idea y'all yep. could steal and <laughs> yeah. use so, it in your state so you had folks donate and it, could, it went towards a fund that was specifically for assisting a first timer with coming to convention yes Yes. That's awesome. I love that idea. I like that idea. Yeah. Great I love idea. It. Great idea. Just so you know, it's, it's hey. 58 after the hour. Okay. Well, uh, then Amanda, I... please consider that idea stolen. I, I think multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> well, then I'm going to just remind everyone that our March 26th membership focus call is also going to be about state conventions. And we have several states signed up to be on that call. So join us again next month, and you can hear more about conventions. And I really appreciate um, Gabe, Janet, and Ray for you being on the call and telling us about your convention. Thank you for having us. Thanks, thanks for the invitation. And, and we can wanna... and we can learn more ideas to steal. That's right. Month. We can steal That's right. March. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. That's right. And there's going to be more people's ideas, right? Yeah. Definitely to steal. <laughs> and Holly, we thank you for being the host, and we thank the moderator and the streamer as well.